0: You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over 200,000 downloads worldwide. This is the podcast for you if you're an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, spa owner or manager. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical and focused business information and advice. We deal with the foundations of starting and also growing not only an incredibly profitable, rewarding, and stable beauty or wellness business, but also a stress-free one too. In short, I'm here to help you make more money, have more time, and get back to simply what it is you enjoy doing, and why you set out on this journey rather than worrying about all that businessy stuff and not getting the results you want. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I'm your host here on the show. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Beauty Business Podcast and it's finally here. I've been promising you a mini-series here on the podcast now for the last couple of months really, uh, all about product, retail product, professional product, even supplies and consumables and it's finally here. So why have I wanted to do this and why has it taken me so damn long to get it to you? Well, for a start, product... And I'm going to be using that term to refer to everything, including retail stock, professional product, testers, promotional product, consumables and supplies, everything from now on. But product is your second biggest cost after your labor or wage costs. So anything you can do to keep that under control is going to directly affect your earnings in a big way. But also your ability to sell retail product is the one thing that can help take you to the next level in your business, no matter where you are right now. Now we'll get into this much more over the coming episodes, but the amount of time you spend doing treatments is always going to be limited in the short term, whether that's by the number of hours in a day, the number of staff you have, the number of treatment rooms or facilities that you've got in your building, but the amount of retail product you can physically sell is pretty much unlimited. The vast majority of salons and spas the world over could and indeed should be selling more retail to better serve their clients and allow them to continue their treatments and your services at home. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves here and I want to at least touch upon every aspect of the products conversation within this mini series. I don't just want to scratch the surface. Now we'll be covering things like stock management and how to get that right, tips for picking the right product line for your salon or spa, how to create the perfect retail area no matter how much space you have, you know, one that really helps you sell your products. We're going to be discussing how to best get your team members on board with all the aspects of product lines that you work with, from not wasting product to selling more of it. And we'll be helping to change your whole mindset around selling to serving by talking more about the client product journey. But to kick off with today, we are setting the scene by talking about just why retail is so important for your business in 2019 and moving forwards and tackling the very heated topic of how to outsell online product discount websites and what to do if your product line or brand suddenly starts selling in department stores or online with seemingly better deals than you can offer, which is something that's been happening more and more recently. And to do this, I'm welcoming back a very good friend of the show and also a very good friend of mine, the queen of spa retail sales, Daniela Werner. Now, as A way to show you just how long I've been working on this mini-series. I actually recorded today's episode with Daniela back in January. And it was supposed to go out in March, but somewhere in between I decided to make it part of this little mini-series. Now I wrote down a list of all the people that I wanted to bring onto the show to talk about each aspect. You know, literally like a, a dream list of people. And I've been doing everything I can to pin them down, trying to lock in the interviews since then. And mainly because the people that I've targeted are indeed the leaders in their field. Well, let's just say that they're extremely busy people and I've had to really pin them down in between other commitments to get them here for you on the show. So that's what I've been working with and that's what I've got coming up for you on the show over the coming weeks. I hope you listen. I hope you take everything in and I hope you find this mini series as valuable as I know it can be. So without further ado, let's get into that first episode in the series talking all about retail all about retail sales and beating out those online sales and department stores with Daniela. So welcome back to the show, Daniela.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: It's fantastic to have you back. So um, although this this episode is going out in March, um, it is the what is it? The tenth of January today, start of a new year um, when we're recording this, and it's been it's been about a year since we last had you on the podcast. So, how was two thousand eighteen for you?
1: Two thousand eighteen was amazing. It was so busy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we moved from Hawaii to Washington DC. Yes, so of, course a lot of Little stops in between. I think. You know, I I welcomed my daughter in 2017, mm-hmm. in May of 2017. And so in 2018, she was a little world traveler with me. I think the longest wow. stretch that we were home in Hawaii was for three weeks. So uh, we were in California multiple times, we went to Alaska, Japan, New York, like so many different places. Everywhere that I went, she went. And so when we finally moved to washington dc in i believe it was september we got here yep. i decided that i needed a little bit of a break <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> i was like all right we're gonna stop the traveling you know get settled in and that has been really really nice
0: that's amazing and yet you still did so much in uh, in 2018 in your business so you know the, yes. the, the traveling didn't stop you there
1: No, I mean, the traveling was for business. Yeah. So it was a lot of, I had a lot of speaking opportunities. I had a lot of consulting work and, and yeah, so it was an honor to be able to do that and, and definitely, you know, talk about work-life balance. It's like you figure out how to make it work because my family is obviously number one. My baby is number one. I'm not going to limit time with her, but if I can do both, why not?
0: Absolutely. Love it. Awesome. So it won't surprise people to know that we are talking about retail products today.
1: That's my thing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, I, uh, I, I want to thank you already for, for giving us your, your time and your expertise today. I uh, wanted to get you back on because as things do, certainly in our industry, things have shifted even in the last 12 months when it comes to everything to do with retail, um you know the landscape is changing product houses are doing things in different ways all these kind of things and i wanted to get your input and your advice for listeners of the show about retails and sales and retail products for 2019 very good so i mean let's 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 frame this whole thing let's start with this how important is retail sales to the success of a spa or a beauty salon in 2019
1: i think it's essential I think retail sales are essential. It's the the analogy that I use all of the time is similar to if if your clients or patients come in to see you at the spa. That's like going to see a personal trainer. Yeah. But what they're putting on their skin at home every single day is their healthy diet. Mm-hmm. So, if you go to the gym and you're working out and you're putting all this energy and this time investment into getting your body to where you want it, but then you're eating McDonald's every day, <laughs> some type of fast food, there's going to be a disconnect. You know, you may do some good things from the exercise, but you're not going to see the same results. And it's the same thing with skincare. We are dealing with living tissue. It's the largest organ in the body. I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir here yep. that all of your listeners know that, but <laughs> but we have to take care of it in, in the same way that we would take care of our body. So going to see a beauty therapist, getting these treatments done, Mm -hmm. but then also using high quality home care every single day.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad that you shared that analogy again. I think you did uh, on the last show, but for me, that's just the best way to look at this um, in in our industry and for for hair stylists as as well. Um, We have a few of those that listen to the show. You know, That that is just the best way to look at it as like going to the gym. It's the things that you do in between. And, and that's, I've
1: heard people that's a lot. also say it's like going to the dentist, like you go in for your teeth cleaning, <laughs> but you have to brush your teeth every day also. You know, I mean, we have to, if you think about skin, there's constantly your skin cycles. The, mm-hmm. You know, we've got lots of layers of dead skin on the surface that need to be exfoliated. And if you look at this as a health issue as well, mm-hmm. um, one of the dermatologists that I worked for a while ago told me something like, I don't remember the exact percentage, but it was something like 80% of skin cancers are formed in the dead layers of the skin. Really? So by maintaining a healthy skin... So we don't just exfoliate to look beautiful. We're exfoliating to care for the overall health of our skin. Got it. So we want to make sure that we're using the right products and getting treatments for overall health.
0: Cool. Got it. Okay. So that's that. Now, the next big question is, do people, do those people who... Go to spas, go to salons, go to clinics. Do people who go for treatments really want to be sold products when they come in for a treatment? No. <laughs> Lovely, <laughs> clear answer. Like
1: who, it. <laughs> who wants to be sold something? You know, you don't. You don't want to be sold to. You don't want to come in and have that kind of like. All right, here's my patient. I've got to sell them one product. What am I going to get to sell them? Yeah. No, you want. People want to feel that they are being taken care of, that they're being shared the information that's going to help them receive their goals, right? So if they're coming into you and they're like, I'm concerned with this line of wrinkle, I'm concerned with anti-aging, I'm concerned with overall skin health, what can I do to solve that problem? So our job is to give them all the pieces of the puzzle, well, you would do this treatment. I'd like you to use these home care products. It's a, it's a comprehensive plan. Mm -hmm. We've got to get, we've got to focus on education and solving our client's needs and not on selling. So selling is like this, you know, when, when I hear people say, Oh, I've got to get this number, I've got to reach this number. So every single person I'm going to sell them one product and that's my goal. (laughs) And remove that from your thought process. Absolutely. Some people you may sell one product to and some people you may sell 10. It's, it's all about what can you do to serve that patient fully? How can you offer them a comprehensive plan with your expertise that's going to help them achieve their skincare goals?
0: I absolutely love that. So on a morning you come into work, you don't say to yourself, how many people am I gonna sell today? Is how many people am I gonna help today?
1: Yeah. Yeah. How many, how am I going to look at, how am I going to share my expertise with every single client or patient to help them reach their goals? You know, what, what do I have? What information do I have? What presence do I have that I can share with them to help them on their journey?
0: Love it. That's absolutely fantastic. So We've stated that retail sales are important, either just as important as ever or even more important as we go into 2019. And people don't want to be sold, but they do want to be helped with their skincare and their home care routines. So the next big question, the thing that's been coming up a lot, I've been seeing this discussed on Facebook, uh, other forums, in person, at networking events, all these things. How can an independent spa compete when supposed professional only products are available on the high street and available online sometimes even at better prices than the independent salon is is able to sell them for themselves
1: yeah that's a that's a question that comes up quite a bit and people it, there's a few things that I think about it one you've got to shift your mindset right okay. if you're constantly in this victim mentality of <laughs> How am I, well, there's, you know, the internet's not going away. There are going to be people that are selling products on the internet. There are going to be, there's always competition out there. So instead of looking at all of these things that are going to ruin your retail sales and cause you, you know, why even try focus on what you can change and what you can control. Uh Now we are living in a, in a time where technology is available to us. So easily, we can create our own online stores with Shopify. What we have that Amazon doesn't have is this really high touch and, uh, you know, high touch customer service. Plus we have our education, Mm -hmm. so we can help create customized regimens for our clients. And I think that, you know, we have to remember our client's perspective, Everyone is busy, right? I know, especially it's like now being a mom, it's like, okay, how am I going to fit all of the things that I need to do in a day Mm -hmm. into my life? Not all of our clients come in every single month. Like we would like them to right? some clients come in quarterly. Some clients come in whenever, but we still want those clients to buy products from us. That's a, be a very big portion of revenue of our business. So If that person is busy and has all these, you know, the option is, am I going to stop by my spa to pick up these products or am I going to order them on Amazon and have them magically show up at my door? Mm -hmm. They're going to order it on Amazon. Yeah. So what can you do as an esthetician? Well, you could have a Shopify store. You could offer free shipping Mm -hmm. if you don't want to do shopify like one of my students does free delivery fridays so she hired a high school student she pays ten dollars an hour to to drive around and do deliveries within yeah (laughs) love it why not show up at your door every friday if you need product she gets on the phone she calls the people that are her clients it's a high touch customer service thing yeah and we're seeing delivery you know with Whole Foods, you know, Amazon, now that they bought Whole Foods, you have you get your groceries delivered for free within two hours. You've got Uber Eats. We're in a society where everything can be delivered. So if yeah. we want to compete, we need to be able to think outside the box, what do we have to offer that these other places don't? And that's our expertise, and that's our high touch. That's small business. I think if, if the the kind of two options are pretty similar most people are going to want to support small business there's kind of well you know so if you make the choice like well i can still get this delivered i i have a relationship with this esthetician i don't have a relationship with amazon
0: no no it's it's convenience it's it's Become convenient to do that, but if you can match that convenience, if you can actually exceed that convenience, like you said, with with a same day or next day delivery, personal touch, and and like you say, Amazon doesn't know your client's skin, whereas you do. You could make suggestions. You could, you know, put testers in there, things like that. There are things you can do within that kind of process to absolutely outdo Amazon, outdo the online stores that may be able to sell slightly cheaper, but. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I think given given the choice, people would pay a slightly higher price if they knew it was supporting local business, but kept the convenience that they want.
1: And what you can also do. So I'm a big believer in client retention. So I Um, think that um, you know focusing on client retention is going to save you a lot of money over time because, as you know, there's about a gazillion studies that talk (laughs) about how much more expensive it is to gain a new client than it is to keep an existing one. So And we're also, I've noticed in the past year, especially a lot of trends in spas towards having membership programs. Mm -hmm. So be a member, get, you know, you get a discount on your spa services or whatever. Why can't you do that with products? Why can't you subscribe, you know, and every six weeks you'll do an auto shipment of a product. And when you do that, it's automatically discounted. And you, when you sign up for a year long membership, you get a free facial or you get a whatever, like Amazon's not going to, Amazon has subscription, but you're Mm -hmm. not going to get a free facial. You're not going to get a whatever. So look at your cost of treatment Mm -hmm. and whatever you want to offer. It's, it should be the highest perceived value, lowest cost of treatment. Yes. love that. And do that. And, you know, just be creative. Think about what you do have and what you can offer rather than, you know, the, how the internet is out to ruin your business. Selling it
0: cheaper than me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's when you focus on all of that, you're going to start feeling it crowds your mind and doesn't allow you to see the other possibilities and see what you do have. So I think that's a really big shift. The first shift that needs to happen is like, well, what can I offer? What can I do? Yeah. What resources do I have available to me?
0: Awesome. This is fantastic. Right now, I want to move on to ooh, probably your favorite topic. What is possible when it comes to selling retail in an independent spa or salon? You know what what is possible as um, an individual working in a, a spa or salon. What can you sell, and how how would you kind of measure this?
1: What can you sell? Well, That's you can sell anything that you want to sell. I know solo aestheticians who have focused on creating them themselves as an authority and position themselves as a celebrity esthetician who mm-hmm. have gone on to create their own product lines that are valued at millions of dollars now. Wow! So you can do whatever you want to do. It's, are you willing to put in the work that it takes? Are you willing to put yourself out there in uncomfortable situations? Are you willing to Promote yourself and get on social media and learn the hard stuff. You know, it all depends on what you want to do. Average, which I think you're wanting to know is kind of symmetric since you're such an awesome metrics guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think in med spas, here, and I'll speak in the U.S. because yep. I'm not um, familiar with, you know, other countries' metrics. But I think that U.S. and U.K. are pretty similar. But I think so, yeah. Uh, a high-performing, like a, some of the top med spas in the United States, can do a million in revenue just in retail. Mm-hmm. So, average, just an average med spa is going to do around two hundred thousand. Wow. In retail. Wow. If you are a solo esthetician. Then I would say, depending, there's such a range because I know solo estheticians, the average esthetician in the U S makes $30,000 a year. Okay. So I don't know what, if they're actually paying themselves that or what, how that all works with solo mm-hmm. estheticians. So I'm going to give some percentages here. Brilliant. So what I tell solo estheticians to, to shoot for is a 50% retail to service percentage. Okay. So if you're looking, you know, here in the US and in this bond industry in the US, I feel like solo estheticians have this goal to generate a hundred thousand in revenue. That's like this big goal. Everyone wants to hit that. Okay. And if you map it out, so in the US, we get two, typically two weeks of vacation is normal, even okay. though I think it should be more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's normal. So it breaks down if you're working five days a week. Fifty weeks a year, you need to generate four hundred dollars a day to hit okay. your your hundred thousand in revenue. Got it. So if you look at that, it's like okay. So if you generated, if you're looking at your retail to service percentage, if your facial is a hundred dollars, mm. then you either need to have four people come in. Mm-hmm. $100 or if you have two people come in at $100 and you sell $50 to each of those people, that gets you $300. So you need to come up with another $100. Somewhere. <laughs> but that's how you should look at It's it. like, if I have $400 of revenue, then I should be selling
0: $200 of product. Got it. Okay. Now you and I both kind of um, measure individual sales in, in a similar way. You mentioned it a second ago, the treatments of retail sales. So if, can you just clarify for me what what that measure is and how that works?
1: Yeah, retail to service percentage. So it's essentially if you do a $1,000 worth of services in a day, mm-hmm. then you want to sell $500 worth of retail products. So it's, it's measuring the, to calculate your percentage, you would take your amount of service and, and retail and you divide them you divide the two to be able to figure out what percentage of my services were from retail sales.
0: Awesome. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Now, in the UK, uh, and I think probably in, in the US as well, industry-wide, industry average, I'd say that figure, that that retail to treatment conversion, in reality is probably around about 8 to 12%. Would you kind of agree?
1: In med spas, yes.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: In day spas, it's a bit higher.
0: Okay, so let, let's say around 15% then as a, as a bit of an average. Okay, so, and I love this bit. What do you teach your students to aim for?
1: What do I teach them to aim for? Yeah. 50. A <laughs>
0: year <50 laughs> <Awesome.
1: or> higher. <laughs> There's so much money being left on the table and it comes from fear. It yeah. comes from lack of confidence, And which is fear-based. So people are either, they, estheticians lack confidence because they are uh, either not educated on the product. Mm -hmm. So because they're not educated, they don't believe in it. Because they don't believe in it, it's really hard to sell something you don't believe in. Right. So that's one way. Um, Number two is they don't have, they're worried about being a salesperson.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a big one.
1: They're worried, they have a fear that they're going to sound pushy or salesy and that makes them feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. They're not focused on the education piece. They're focused on what is this person going to think of me? What is this person going to say? I have a very you know, special relationship with my patients and so I don't want them to think that I'm taking advantage of them. Yeah. It's a very like, you know, so that's a big piece. And the other kind of, intangible piece is people think like who am I to even be positioning myself as an expert Mm. who am I to so that gets into kind of the self-worth thing and because of that like you know they don't want to make the recommendation because they don't feel that they're qualified even though we know so much more than we realize that we know because when we know it it's easy so I think that um when, when we look at retail sales, we see how much I can see very easily, how much is being left on the table just by people simply not making the offer, not educating. Yeah. And Definitely. when you do that, it really, like, like I said, like 400, if you break it down to $400 a day, that's hundred thousand dollars in a year. Could you sell $400 a day in retail? Like, that's really with our skincare, that's really not that much. No. Right? No. With the cost of, if you think a moisturizer can be a hundred bucks, yeah. you know, like, you really don't have to sell. That's one home care regimen yeah. if you sold the whole regimen. So, if you could do that once a day, you would sell $100,000 in retail products
0: amazing yeah. and, that, and this all comes down to that mindset thing so rather than thinking how can i sell a bit more it's how can i help more you know i'm actually helping people more i'm not selling people more i'm helping them even more so that's a, a great I think way to if
1: we it. we also shift the mindset to health yes instead of like so so many people look at our industry as like this extravagant thing, mm. like, oh, it's if I have extra money, then I'm going to get a facial or get a massage or mm. go to the spa or whatever. It's looked at as this very kind of luxurious thing, which it is, mm. but it's also about health. It really, yeah. really is.
0: I mean, it's, it's shifting, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's everyone's talking about wellness these days. Yes. And, you know, we're the, we're the tip of that. You know the the where the the bit that's always been thought of as an extravagance, thought of a special gift, that kind of thing, but people are starting to realize you know the real health benefits of the things that are done in this industry, like you've already said, you know, exfoliating skin, you've always presumed that was for a a beautifying reason, but there's general health benefits coming from there now as well,
1: well, and I mean, not to mention lowering cortisol levels, not to mention just like. I know for me as a mom, what I was telling you before the call, it's like, I've made a conscious effort to really practice what I preach with self-care. And so I'm, you know, getting my exercise in and getting my walks in and I'm booking treatments for myself, which is something that as professionals, I mean, I bet if I gathered a room of estheticians and asked them, (laughs) when was the last time you got a treatment for yourself? You know,
0: yeah. Get you get a know, lot of virals.
1: I, I, did, I did this, <laughs> I, I gave myself a mini facial. It, it's not the same, you know? Yeah. Get a treatment, receive, relax, understand the beautiful gift hmm. that you are giving to that person on the table. We we don't understand how much we are making an impact on the lives of these people because you know, again, I'm my life right now with a toddler. I've talked about being a busy mom every minute of the day. <laughs> and if I have an hour to myself that I can lay down and zone out and not think about like, oh, it's too quiet. What's going wrong in my house? Or, oh, it's, too, you know, like all of yeah. these things that you're thinking about. I am a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm more present in my work you know, everything that I'm doing, how I'm showing up in my life is to my fullest potential because I'm taking care of myself. So when we give that gift to our clients and patients that like this amazing experience, even if it's just an hour on our table, they're going to show up so much better Mm -hmm. in so many aspects of their life and be more confident in who they are, how they look, how they feel. And that has a dramatic impact.
0: Definitely. Love that. So 50% then. Love that. That's great, great. <laughs> I know,
1: I I'm, gonna, like, I'm gonna
0: focus I on that, that for a second. But
1: it. we gotta get back to the metrics. <laughs> I wanna
0: I wanna just I wanna speak, I wanna call out the 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 spa owners and the salon owners with a team here for a second. So fifty percent. Are we talking about, you know, the outliers there? Are we talking about the 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 super performers? Or is it actually possible for an entire business, all of the members of a team, to be working at that kind of rate?
1: Oh yeah it's absolutely possible.
0: I love how exactly. confidently you say that. That's so amazing. So if you're a, a business owner out there you know we're not talking about one or two of your team members or just yourself kind of hitting these figures. We're talking about everybody. And so
1: there's a spa that I have worked with and yeah. uh, consulted with and they I've worked with them a couple of times over the years with their team. They are a spa that's owned by an aesthetician it's a medical spa. Mm-hmm. She yeah, has a medical director. Mm-hmm. She started about 10 years ago and now has 35 practitioners working for her. Wow. Her retail to service is over 50% for the spa. That's amazing. Yeah. So she does team based pay. Okay. Does, so that is something that works really well. So rather than um, working on specific commissions, um, for each person, like, oh, you get 10% commission or 15% or whatever the commission rate is. It's if our spot as a team hits this number, right? I'm going to give you all, I think she does like 1% of top line. So if they generated 100,000 In revenue, which they generate way more than that. But if they, just to like make a (laughs) easy number, if they did a hundred thousand in the month, Mm -hmm. then they are going, she's going to take 1% of that, which would be what? Um, Oh, only a thousand dollars. Um, and then she would divide that between the people who worked. So it's, you actually get a higher, her team will get, you know, it's, it wouldn't be uncommon to get like a $500 bonus or a, you know, even a thousand dollar bonus on what they sold if they hit their goal. So everyone is working together. And obviously that's a higher, like this spa does multimillion dollars every year, but she has a system in place to make people work cohesively uh, together and so it's collaboration, not competition. They're working as a team. And they also prioritize retail. They prioritize home care mm-hmm. as a part of the patient's journey. So when they come in to get a consult, you know, we when we recommend products, doesn't it always seem to be like an afterthought? Like you're talking yeah. about, well, these are the treatments, this is this, and then these are the products that I oh, want.
0: And to- by the way, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but instead... You're starting, well, here's your starting point. I want you to start with these home care products. This is going to help prep your skin for the treatment. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what we need you to be doing to get your skin ready to get the best results. And then from there, you know, we'll do your treatment. Here's your treatment plan. Here's your maintenance plan. And this is what I want you to use after your series or whatever. So they're positioning retail. That's what they're talking about Mm -hmm. first as step one to make sure that, that your skin is going to reach their skincare goals. They also do consults and kind of check-ins, which solo estheticians can easily do, you know, every, when the season's change, depending on where you live, right? And why yeah, we don't yeah. really have season changes. But <laughs> here in, in DC, we do. It's and, and the skincare that you need in the winter, when it's very cold and dry, you may need to add an HA serum. You may need to shift your moisturizer. So, checking in with your clients and saying, hey, you know, I know the weather's changed. I've noticed that I need a little bit heavier eye cream or moisturizer. If you'd like to do a 15 minute consultation, uh, if you want to bring in your products, I'd be happy to look at everything that you have and make a customized regimen, uh, recommendation for you. So just don't, don't leave money on the table. There's opportunity all around us. Mm-hmm. The question is, are you willing to put yourself out there and get
0: it? Love it. And I, I hope everyone listening there just just heard the confidence that you spoke with there when you were talking about this is where we start with your skincare. You know that the way you were talking there was it's so matter of fact. It's so this is how we're going to help you that it wasn't selling. It was this is what you need to do and and straight because away I'm, i was like okay yeah what what do i need <laughs> so
1: i've seen it i've seen it i have you know i've been an esthetician for 13 years i have worked with patients all across from hawaii to boston you know i've seen skin in all all over this country and i know with you know, to every, like, to the core of who I am, if I have a patient that is using high-quality home care, they will get a better result. It's simple as pie, yeah. you know? They will.
0: Now, you, you snuck on to my next question there slightly with with what you were just talking about, but I was going to ask you, what's what recently have you seen that's working? So, again, talking to the business owners out there, what have you seen working recently as a, as a good way to, to help motivate staff um, to get on board with this new mindset, this new idea of, uh, of focusing on retail by focusing on retail to help clients and, and actually prioritizing that?
1: So I'm a big believer in team development. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's not a one size fits all. Yeah, sure. And so I focus on individual attention. So each esthetician, each team member is going to have a different block. You can't just have a team meeting and be like, "Hey, everybody, let's sell retail." Our goal this month is fifty thousand, or whatever <laughs> you want to. You know, it's, it doesn't work that way. Which is how
0: so many businesses still still try to force it. You've got to sell x amount of money. Do it. Yeah.
1: No, it's about shifting the culture of your spa. It's about making you know creating opportunities for training so that your estheticians and your your team members can actually believe in the products. Mm-hmm. One thing that, um, so I started my career in the world of medical aesthetics with Dr. Brian Stoley. He is uh, has MediSpa Maui. He's an amazing physician. Um, and one thing that he did so incredibly well was he would not bring on a product line unless all of the estheticians had tried it and loved it. Wow. And so he would involve us in the process. And so if a rep would come in, usually the reps want to talk to the doctor, they want to okay. talk to, you know, and he would be like, you need to give product to my entire staff and my entire staff needs to feel it, like it, touch it, believe in it, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are making the recommendations. Yeah. And so what that does is a couple of things. First, they believe in it, which is great, mm-hmm. but it also involves them in the process and makes them feel like their opinion matters, yeah. which is really important. Um, another piece of team development is actually having your manager or yourself, depending on who is, is kind of your aesthetics director or whatever, how your team is structured, you need to have one-on-one check-ins on a regular basis that you're working on coaching. Right. And coaching is kind of one of those things that, you know, it's, it has kind of a weird stigma, but all essentially coaching is, is having a conversation, understanding where that person is coming from and helping shine light on their blind spots or helping them to shift their perspective. Yes. So yeah. if you have someone who's really worried about sounding pushy or sounding salesy. Find out why that is. Is it because they don't believe in the product? Is it because they don't believe in themselves? You know, what can you do to help give them more confidence? And I don't, again, like I said, I don't think believe there's a one size fits all. I think every single aesthetician has something that's unique and special to them mm-hmm. and something that they offer. So your job as a manager or as a director or whatever role you're in, is to help that individual find what is unique and special about them and what attracts their clients to them, you know, and, and help them develop that and let that flourish and help them, you know, gain their confidence in that. One person might be really good at, um, massage and they love massage and they have this very, sweet demeanor and they're just loving and, you know, like that. Another person might be really technical and doesn't like small talk. And is really, so you're finding out what kind of, what makes each of these people them mm-hmm. and you're, you're allowing them to blossom in that way okay. because they're going to be clients that would match with the logical person. And they're going to be clients that match with the empathetic person So it's just about finding that, developing that, speaking their language Mm -hmm. and giving them a way to share their knowledge on products in a way that feels right to them.
0: Got it. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. So hopefully, new for 2019, we've convinced you that focusing on retail is something that you not only should do, but is a huge, huge benefit to yourself and to your business and to your clients as well. But there's a, a lot more to it than this. So where can people go? If we've piqued people's interest and they're like, okay, I, I love the sound of this. How can I learn more about this? Where can I go? Where can they go to find out more?
1: About retail? Absolutely. Yeah, so um, I have a program called Spa Retail Rockstar, and it's a group coaching and video training program that we would you know, welcome estheticians who are wanting to focus more on retail in. Um, you can also head over to my podcast, which is Spa Marketing Made Easy. We've had Adam on the show a couple of times as well. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram over at atoesthetics.com or Ado Aesthetics, at Ado Aesthetics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I just want to thank you again so much for sharing your passion, sharing your time and your expertise with us again on the show. Thank you, Adam. It's been an honor. Thank you. And I'll speak to you again soon. Well, there you go kicking things off in fine fashion there, hopefully giving you some great practical and usable advice in there, but also inspiring you to want to learn more and also for the rest of what's coming up in this salon and spa product mini series. Now, if after listening to that episode, you're wanting to seriously increase your own retail sales, then I really do highly recommend Daniela's Retail Rockstar course. At the time of publishing this episode, which is in July, 2019, registration for that program is actually in waitlist mode at the moment. But if you go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash rockstar, then I will make sure that directs you either to the waitlist page for the course or straight to the registration page whenever registration is open. Now then, this is the part of the show where I share with you a recent review of the show. And I will do that in a moment. But I've noticed the number of reviews falling off a little bit recently, even as the number of listeners to the show continues to increase, which is amazing. But I want to keep those reviews coming in. So as a way to encourage you new listeners and those that have been with me for a long time, but not left me a review yet, to take a few moments to do that and leave me a review, I'm going to sweeten that deal for you. Each month, I'm going to give away a $100 Amazon gift card to one listener of the show. But here's the deal. To be entered into this free and random prize draw, you have to leave me an honest rating and review of the show, either on iTunes or whatever podcast application you're listening on, or on my Impact 365 page, which you can find a link to on the show notes pages or in the episode description, which is on whatever device you're listening to right now. Now, in order for me to know who you are, I will need you to include at least your first name and your business name, and your location as well. So if you do win, I can somehow track you down and send you your prize. The very first entrant to this competition is this week's reviewer Lucky13, who's in the USA. And they write, I've owned a salon for the past 15 years and I've taken a lot of training courses. The host of this podcast is an excellent communicator and gives tried and true advice for running a salon professionally. Any salon owner looking to step up their game should subscribe right now. Thank you, Lucky13. I'm so pleased to still be able to bring you new ideas, even though you've been running your spa or your salon for such a long time. And continuing to keep yourself educated. Way to go on that one. Now, I'm not sure how I'm going to track you down if you happen to be the lucky winner. um, And with a name like Lucky 13, that seems entirely possible, but we'll figure that bit out later, I'm sure. So please do leave me a review. Let me know specifically what you get out of the show, whether I've inspired you to change anything specific in your business, and of course, the outcomes of those changes you've made. Now, next week on the show, we are looking at the other side of the whole product topic, one that doesn't seem to you know like the most interesting topic in the world and therefore it doesn't really get talked about but it's one that can easily see you earning 15% more money in your business with only having to make one small change to what you're doing in your salon. We're going to be talking about stock management and we've called the episode rather ambitiously making stock management sexy because I don't know about you but nothing makes a dry subject like the ability for, you know, controlling your stock significantly more sexy than when it comes down to making you more money. And as I will in all these episodes, I'm going to be joined by a very special guest, but you'll have to check out the episode to find out who it is. But do feel free to have a guest though in the Facebook group. We'll put a post up about that at some point. Now, don't forget, if you have any burning questions about retail products or anything like that, please do drop me an email at letstalk at salonbusinesssecrets.com or post a message on my Facebook group, beauty business hackers and you know send me a pigeon or something like that basically let me know and if I don't specifically cover it in the upcoming episodes then maybe I'll do kind of a roundup episode at the end to answer any and all final questions that you have so there should be nothing stopping you from achieving your retail and product goals now in the meantime have a fantastic week take a really good look at your retail sales are they where you want them to be how much can you improve them how much more money could you be making all whilst serving your clients even better Now I'll see you right here next week. Bye from me for now.